James, have you got that Ember Cleave in your trade binder? Yeah, it's in my Palms Off Gaming Collector Series 12 Pocket Zip Trading Card Binder in blue. Buy yours now at palmsoffgaming.com.au slash hashtag get commanded. Thanks, I'll go grab it and receive 10% off my order and support the show while I do so. What do you need Embercleave for anyway? Oh, I'm going to put it in my Sir Gwyn deck. Not sure what I'm going to take out yet though. Oh, you're always editing decks. You hardly even play that deck at the moment. Okay, well, what about you, Mr. My Decks Are Perfect? You hardly edit anything. It's a bit pretentious that you think you don't need to work to maintain your decks. I edit like I edit the spelling mistakes in the podcast outlines. You make 100% of those mistakes. Yeah, well, your feet smell. Oh, well, nani, nani, nana. So childish. I'm actually older than you. Yeah, well, I'm taller. Sorry, who's childish again? Disagreement detected. Scans indicate source of debate. To edit or not to edit one's commander deck. Prepare for transport. Prepare for space battle. Ah, oh, here we go again. I just wanted to put Embercleave in my deck and listen to soul funk jazz in my bedroom. Well, we're here again. <laughs> we are been abducted because we don't agree on something. It's rare, but it can happen. It's true. <laughs> and these are proof. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's it. Uh, welcome to the Get Commanded podcast. It's the GCP brought to you by POG, Palms Off Gaming, sponsor of this podcast. We're all uniting forces. Well, not all of us, to help you to have better games of Commander. I'm your host, Walt. And hello, Commander players. I'm your other host, James. So, yes... This is an episode where Walt and I don't agree particularly on the topic. So we are going to have a pistol duel in space. Oh no, sorry, a space battle, which, which is, is a debate. Just no, a friendly debate. Just a friendly no debate. pistols, no space lasers, calm down. Okay, so you're like that heated about tinkering versus architects. There's definitely no uh, no pistols, so you don't need to bring yours. All right. You won't need to because I'm not bringing mine, right, so I, you won't need them. I won't bring mine. Okay. I promise I won't yeah, bring mine. Yeah, all right. All right. We're both bringing pistols, hey? Yeah, that's exactly what's happening. <laughs> um, so, our topic is yes. to tinker or not to tinker. Yeah. Um, which is kind of funny. You've done a lot of uh, writing about this just recently. Yeah, so this is definitely um, forming part of my series on architects and tinkerers, mm. I guess. Which you outed me as an architect in your first article. Yeah, and myself as a tinkerer so... in the first paragraph of <laughs> it's 1.30am and you're editing your deck. Um, yeah, so this is something that I've thought about a lot. We've talked about a lot mm. off, uh, outside of the podcast, so it's good that we'll get to, to hash it out a little bit here. Well, I guess like the aim of this whole episode is just to show that like, regardless of the content creation and creators that you're listening to, i.e. Walt and I, mm -hmm. everyone has their own approach to Commander as a format. So yeah. these episodes are to enlighten people on different paths, and no particular answer is correct, even though that being an architect is just a way better idea. <laughs> um, but it's just to spark some discussion and conversation. Yeah, and I guess the, the hope is that by even understanding the position of someone who you're not, like, 
in agreement with your opponent, your yeah. direct opponent. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, by understanding them slightly better, you'll at least have a slightly more rounded uh, understanding of how different people are playing commander, which can only be a good thing for sure. All right, should we go through the rules of sure. this debate once again? So we're going to do the same ones as last time. Yeah, I'm guessing. So we each had eight minutes to outline our argument. Mm-hmm. So uh, and individually, so only one of us talking. You, maybe you go first. So you, I'll go first. Yeah, you'll take eight minutes. I'll take eight minutes. Once eight minutes is up, we have to read our concluding statements. Which so we have prepared. We have prepared. Uh, and then we each get three minutes to rebut uh, the statement that was made by the other person. Mm-hmm. And then the winner of the argument will be whoever is voted on in our Discord server. In the Greensboro Commander Community Discord server, uh, I was the victor in the last one. I got like five yes, or six more yes, votes, I think. There was, a, there was some contentious... Flip flopping of voters, though, in that in that one, I would note. It's there was true. a lot of back and forth conversation where some people would change their vote after I was offline at work and Walt had his chance to <laughs> <laughs> jump in and make more of an argument. But yeah, if you go into the show notes, um, join the server, or if you're not already in there, why aren't you? But um, yeah. it'll be in the Get Commanded channel. We'll pin it to the um, in there because I imagine there will be more rigorous debate in there, but it will be pinned. So yeah, go For to the sure. pinned posts and you'll be able to see that and yeah we'll make it a little should we do the same thing we did last the time Selesnia emoji for me is it emoji for you or maybe we do like a um, a blueprints emoji for me uh, and, and then a, like hammer a hammer and, and, yeah. hammer and sickle hammer and sickle very different argument that I was one. about to say what <laughs> what kind of debate are we about to have for now? that one go check out Color Philosophy White yeah <laughs> that one's actually, already we've already done that no, it's true alright well um, yep. I guess I'm going first yep let's see it get into it All right. For this argument, I've actually got a little bit of advantage on Walt, um, mainly because we've done a whole episode on this very podcast before where Walt did an experiment called the Great Freeze. Now, this was actually to stop Walt from tinkering with his decks, which means even Walt doesn't want to be a tinkerer. And I'm going to structure the first section of my argument around the lessons that we learned from his experiment, the Great Freeze. And if you don't know what the Great Freeze was, it was Basically, it was three months, right? Mm-hmm. Three months, three whole months where Walt didn't touch his decks at all. And he learned three very crucial lessons from that. So I'm going to structure the first part of my argument around that. The first lesson Walt learned was that you don't need to tinker to maintain your deck's power. And we have an even better example than this than just three months. Our good friend Cooper Stubbs, who is the only guest so far on this podcast, didn't play Commander for basically two years. So his decks were not edited with two years worth of Commander cards. And keep in mind, the last two, three years of Commander cards have been like staples and powerhouses in the format. And he didn't edit any of them. And the first game he played when he came back, he kicked our little asses over. So that just proves to you, you don't need a tinker to make edits. I also think that you don't need to tinker with decks because it takes out a lot of the stress of keeping up with spoiler season and further prevents burnout, which Stubbs stopped playing Magic over. And the reason he didn't tinker with his decks is because he was just burnt out of spoiler season. Lesson two, tinkering prevents you from knowing your deck fully. You will become a much better pilot from knowing your deck inside and out. Never need to cast a tutor and spend 30 minutes looking and debating because you know exactly what card you are looking for when you cast it. If you tinker with your deck and you're switching out cards every 
every couple of hours if you're Walt, you will find that you will never know what you're going to tutor for. And also, sometimes you just swap out for objectively better cards. Um, the thing you swap out, you might have only seen once or twice. That card could be great in some other circumstances, and you'll actually never see it perform the way it should perform. And look, the other thing about knowing your decks fully is that you learn that some decks just suck. Um, but there's this weird false hope that you get when you're a tinkerer. Um, I've seen it with Walt over and over again. He'll tinker with a deck over and over and over and try and make it work and try and get it over the line. And it just never gets there. And he spends like a year buying singles, you know, not Walt's case, but if you're a tinkerer that does crack packs, you'll crack packs, buy singles to find the cards to make your deck better. Now, lesson three is tinkering will slowly warp your decks. Now, I know this is kind of like the whole point of tinkering, but sometimes you'll have like a really interesting brew, like a starting point, and you'll actually lose the point of the deck after making some upgrades. Even worse than that, you start to miss what the actual powerful thing to do in the deck is. Walt's example from the Great Freeze experiment was that his Merin deck was only running one six drop and no seven plus drops. I mean, that's the whole point of Merin is to cheat out and reanimate big stuff. Granted, I know The Great Freeze taught you a lesson about your decks and then you unfroze and then you edited it, so you tinkered with it. But that actually brings me to my next point. The architect's approach to tinkering is what I'm going to refer to as the overhaul or the renovation, as you would. Consider it the non-tinkery way to edit or upgrade or refine your decks. Imagine you've got a house. Putting coat after coat of paint on a crappy wall is just going to make that wall look tacky. And in the corner, there'll be some small chips of blue paint from when it was a kid's bedroom. There's a picture on the wall of Justin Bieber and he was when in 2010. And yes, I did just look up when Baby came out. Um, <laughs> it's, it's just like whack. You, you end up with this like terrible wall that's like just a history and like a scrappy, you know, cave painting of what the deck used to be. Um, it's so much better to just knock the whole wall down and start again. Um, think about your deck as like, a full house, right? The card draw is foundation as part of that house. While you're living in the house, you might sense, and while you're not tinkering with the deck over a, over a long time of living there and playing with the deck, you can feel the uneven floor that is in that corner. And you go, right, okay, there's something wrong with the foundations of this house. So you go into that part and you rip up the carpet and you find out why. You get the spirit level out, sand down all the floorboards. I don't know what you do with this. I'm clearly not a carpenter. But you you <laughs> fix it, right? And you, you do it from the ground up. You rebuild the foundations to make sure it's functioning. And this is the bit where you get to, as an architect, do all the fun stuff. Like go onto Scryfall, do the Moxfield stats and all of that stuff. And then once you've done all that, once you've done all the building and the editing, you leave it the hell alone to actually see if what you did worked. Sometimes, I'm not sure if you've ever heard this expression, that you have to let a house settle. Um, a lot of builders will find that once you build a house, you have to let a house settle into its foundations. So tinkering is just like going in there and messing with something that you don't need to mess with. So the overhaul effect and like editing your decks in kind of one big bulk is really, really fun. It's like you're rebuilding the deck. Everything that a tinkerer says that is so much fun about tinkering with a deck is had by architects when you do the overhaul. You get like a whole time to do that. 
And look, I know the urge to tinker is strong, but that's going to bring me to my next point here is the first draft effect. I think that there's a strong effect that's had on architects when you're building that first draft. My Savine deck is my newest deck. It's a brand new deck and I've played maybe eight to 10 games with it so far and I haven't done any edits yet except I did put one past in flames because it was a cool Doctor Who promo. I literally took out one spell that I'd never even seen yet and just chucked it in. I was just like, sure, that can that can work. And I'm not going to edit it. The reason why I'm not editing it is because I actually want to see what the first draft does. Because I've talked about it on this podcast before. There was a couple of games where I did really, really well and exploded. And there was other games where I didn't draw enough cards and didn't do anything. So I need to wait to see what's actually happening in the deck. Some games I draw way too many cards, some games I don't draw enough, so I actually need to wait to see if I actually get a bigger sample size. The bigger sample size is important here. Walt loves to talk about data all the time on this podcast. Leave your deck alone and you'll get more data. <laughs> visualize an architect. Like, actually visualize it. They're the ones with the blueprints and the data. Now visualize a tinkler. It's a goblin in a room with a hammer, isn't it? That's what you're imagining. I knew it, because that's what they are. <laughs> All right, now my final point is a bit of a confession. It's, I want to be a tinkerer. I know, not really conducive to my argument, but that is unrealistic. I actually think there are some really negative consequences for the tinkerer culture in Commander. It's this, like, pursuit of my deck has to be better, perfect even. But the problem is I'm a busy guy. I don't have many spare hours in the day to think about the 10 plus cards I want to put in eight separate decks. Tinkerers often outside the game seem very calculated, but they're often quite hasty. They're actually kind of like, oh, I need to edit this. I need to find the perfect card. I need to upgrade, need to upgrade, need to upgrade. That is really going to burn you out. I think tinkerers have a very big problem where they look amazing because they're constantly on the front lines and the cutting edge of deck design and everyone's looking up to them like, wow, how can I edit my deck to be like you, Walt? Walt's tired. Walt's exhausted. When he took that great freeze, he had a, he had a great three months. All right. I can see my eight minutes is up here, so I'm going to read my concluding statement. Not editing your decks is a sign that you as a commander player are not up to date. It's actually a sign of discipline. Resisting the urge to tinker can actually allow you be to become a much better pilot. Understand what about your deck really needs to change and then make those changes in an informed and measured manner. It's tinker time, I think. Uh, now, I'm going to start my argument for why tinkering is the way to go. And the first part of my argument is that you don't need to nail the deck the first time you go to build it. You're putting so much pressure on yourself if you're hoping that that first draft of your deck is going to be absolutely perfect. But if you have it built from only cards within your collection, that works so well because you can get the feel for a deck and then commence the tinkering process. You don't need to nail it the first time. You're just letting yourself off the hook a little bit there. You can't think of absolutely everything that might need to go in your deck and might need to be planned for in your deck. Some things look like they'll be great in that first draft. Maybe even they look great when you're goldfishing, but it's not until you see them in action that you understand, oh, that needs to come out of my deck. Which 
Speaking of, some cards are just not going to work in your deck and you should leave yourself open to the option of cutting those cards. They're going to make you feel irritated every time you look at them. You're going to draw it in your hand and go, why on earth is, it, is my Reap in my deck right now? Reap only cares about black permanents. I'm never playing with players who have black permanents. Why is this in here? I better take it out. It's good to have yourself open to the possibility that you can cut those cards. We always include cards in our first draft that we hope are going to work absolutely perfectly, but in practice, that Apex Devastator that costs 10 mana might be a bit too expensive in your deck. And we're all learning stuff. You might include a propaganda in your Planeswalkers deck only to discover that it doesn't stop your opponents from attacking your Planeswalkers, only stops them from attacking you. It's good to leave yourself room for these mistakes and allow yourself to learn from them and cut those cards. You need to see the cards in action before you know for sure that they don't work, which means you'll have to tinker to get the deck where you want it to be, and you should leave yourself open to the tinkering that you're going to need to do. And when you're cutting cards from that deck, because you've realized they don't work, you know that Apex Devastator costs too much mana, you're going to make room for new cards. I know, I know, product overload and all that kind of stuff, but there are so many new cards released every single year for our game and for our format, and some number of them will be perfect and fun for your decks. I'm not even talking about staples, like set aside your Esper Sentinel and all that kind of stuff. Just imagine a world where you can't ever include Ink Shield in your deck, or you can't include a background when it gets printed from Boulder's Gate. And that's just commander cards. Then there's stuff that's printed for standard that you could put in your decks. Hostile Negotiations is fact or fiction, but it's poker. Conduit of Worlds lets you play lands from your graveyard and cast stuff from your graveyard once a turn. And it's a great story beat from the, the current story. Gruff Triplets can make you absolutely massive token copies with Trample. Don't deprive yourself of the latest fun toys by insisting that your deck needs to stay the same. And speaking of newness, keep it fresh. Keep your deck fresh by just making slight adjustments to it over time. Only a tinkerer can get tired of a deck and then refresh it without disassembling it. They, they can get sick of the cards that they're seeing in front of them and then realize, oh no, this deck can have a new coat of paint here, to borrow James's metaphor from a moment ago. I got tired of my Meron deck, as James said before. It was playing the same, the sacrifice loops were boring, it was the same as every other Marin deck I'd ever seen, so I completely reinvented it. I cut a bunch of cards, added a bunch more, changed the wink on, and now it's fun again. And it's fun to do this because the deck building process never ends. For some of us, deck building is as fun as playing Commander. For some Commander players, it might even be more fun than actually playing the game just to build your decks and tinker with them. And the tinkerer never has to stop deck building because the deck is never finished. The deck is a work in progress and every single iteration will make it slightly better, but it will never be finished and so the fun never has to end. There's always going to be new cards to test, new strategies to pivot into and new ideas to explore. So. Don't play the same stale, boring magic every day. Be a tinkerer, and the fun never ends. Be Tony Stark in his workshop. He wasn't content with the Iron Man Mark 1, Mark 6, Mark 42, because he knew that he could do better, and so can you. All right, rebuttal time. Well, 
you did your argument very succinctly. You did it in about half the time I did. <laughs> Maybe that's a bit of uh, evidence to what the difference is between a tinker and an architect. A tinker is very hasty, very aggressive to get all their arguments out. Um, but an architect takes his time and, and thinks through all of the points. Okay. Um, look, there's a couple of things that I wanted to kind of highlight within your argument there. You mm-hmm. talked about the first draft pressure that mm-hmm. architects get. Um I think that there's a bit of a battle between what's worse, the first draft pressure or tinkering over and over again and being overloaded by products. I think that those two might be a core thing to to fight against. And I think, in my opinion, product overload is something everybody talks about. And I think trying to maintain and keep your decks up to date is way more burnouty, if that's an adjective, um, than just trying to do really well on your first draft of a deck, um, in my opinion. That's my opinion. I think that I would rather spend three hours building my deck and making it good the first time. So that way I get it. I can play it for months without touching it than just slapping together the first draft and going, I'll then spend another couple of hours here and there to upgrade it. I think that the product overload and the trying to keep your deck up to date is worse than the pressure than trying to make it right on your first draft. Um, you also mentioned that um, some cards don't work. So, don't, uh, so you want to be able to cut them that's like something you added when you were talking about your first draft um i totally agree you should be open to seeing those cards not work and seeing them be cut but you should let it lie and actually see it in action i think that was something that might have been glossed over with my first argument is the leaving your deck alone and actually seeing your deck perform really gets you an idea of what cards do work what cards work some of the time and what cards work never the time because i know for a fact there are some cards in my deck that work some of the time but i'm never going to take out because the times that they do work win me the game and i think that you know seeing them work or seeing them not work a couple of times is not just worth me taking it out and swapping it over um and I want to reiterate one of my last points that I made about the overhaul or the, the reconstruction, the renovation of your decks when we're using that house metaphor. Um, I find it interesting that, you, I mean, it makes sense that you made a lot of points about how being a tinker is fun because you get to play with the new toys like as they come out and all that kind of stuff. But an overhaul is just as fun. I think that it allows you to enjoy spoiler season retroactively almost. You get to go back through all the backgrounds and go, oh, wow, actually some of these backgrounds really do work with my deck. Like, for example, Ukima just put in the background that whenever it ETBs and leaves, you draw a card. And that was a recent edit and I didn't touch that deck for a long time. And I would like to make the argument that the deck example that you used with Marin, you overhauled. You didn't tinker with. You overhauled it. Okay, so you said that you don't need to tinker for power. You were quoting my own great freeze back at me. Well done, hearty ha. Uh, but I, I don't think I agree. You don't need to, to tinker for power. But it is fun to tinker, and I want to emphasize that that was something that I never in the great freeze said that I, I never said like, oh, tinkering is awful and I'm never going to do it again because I didn't miss tinkering. And uh, as you would know, when the great freeze ended, I did a huge tinker with all of my decks because I wanted to and because I was itching to do so. Um, so clearly it's fun to do so and I was missing it. Um, <laughs> the, the main uh, criticism I have is you're speaking a lot about the overhaul. I feel that an overhaul of a deck is just a well-planned tinker. Uh, to me, that was just a, a, a more robust argument for maybe tinkering slightly slower 
or tinkering with a little bit more thought put into it or tinkering with more planning in place. But to me, an overhaul is just a, an example of a tinker. Um, cutting so many cards and, and expanding on that, I think that it's dangerous though because cutting so many cards in one go, cutting more than five, six cards a at a time when you're editing a deck can warp the deck. Like in the same way that I made the, you know, you quoted my own argument back in the great <laughs> freeze of warping a deck over time um, with tinkering. Editing 10, 12, 15 cards in one go in an overhaul can warp the deck more so than tinkering with three or four cards at a time. Um, and... Yeah, I, I guess I felt that the overhaul was a little bit of an out for you. It's like sort of like, oh, if I can be an architect and I can also have the good parts of being a tinkerer, it was sort of like, oh, you know, I'll just have the position of being the architect and also I'll tinker in this particular way that makes it sound like I'm really clever and really know what I'm doing, but not acknowledge that you're still tinkering in that process. That was sort of my main my main criticism there. And my last point is the the most important by far. Uh you you had so much slander for slow bad in there. <laughs> Goblin with a hammer. What's your problem with slow bad, bro? You used him as the banner yes. on your article. <laughs> He's beautiful. He's a beautiful, beautiful goblin, and I, I will not be uh, standing for any any slander of his appearance, uh, comparing him to a beautiful architect. Slow bad is beautiful in his goblin, strange, hammery goblin way. <laughs> That's it. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> All right. Well, look, we've uh, we've done the arguments, we've done the rebuttals, and now I guess um, are the space commanders satisfied? Happy. Broadcast received. Listeners, which position do you stand for? Vote via Discord. It is creepy to me that they're monitoring the Discord. Yeah, I'm suddenly like so much more. Um, like careful about what I'm going to be saying in there. It's like <laughs> to know that they're looking. And when monitoring. I'm like talking about a card being really good, are they like, hmm, interesting? This like, will affect the entire format at large. Add that to his file. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, so, look. of course, listeners, you have to go to the Discord, the Greensboro Commander Community Discord server. It's a great place to chat with us, other members of our play group. And yes, we'll be putting up a post alongside the usual announcement post for this episode. It'll be pinned in the Get Commanded podcast channel and you'll have to react with the designated emoji to support uh james who i think was going to be a blueprint and me with my hammer and sickle <laughs> do I you just... support architecture or communism <laughs> the, the duality of man uh, but look and just generally we want to know your thoughts do you feel commanded what do you think of architects versus tinkerers we've had a lot of discussion in the discord already after mm -hmm. walt's first article i do feel like i had a bit of a disadvantage in this space battle i feel like i was coming in very underprepared you've you've pondered on this for quite a while <laughs> i mean honestly though i I think it seems like that was to my detriment. You were just like, oh, let's just use Walt's own <laughs> arguments against right. him. He's like, okay, let me just pull from all of Walt's thoughts on this topic across the podcast and across the articles and be like, okay, which of Walt's exact reasoning can I use against him? <laughs> I did find that very um, fun to do. I, I do want, I'm going to elaborate on this in the Discord because I've got no rebuttal time later, but you accused me of being a tinkerer, but just in a different way. Uh -huh. And I'm going to elaborate on that in the Discord. So okay. if you want to see my 
my rebuttal to the rebuttal. Um, <laughs> get in the Discord. It never ends. Uh, and don't forget, of course, to check out our Patreon page. It's linked in the show notes, and it's the best way to support the Get Commanded podcast directly. We'd like to thank our patrons, Stella Tam, Fuzzy, and Bottomless Potamus. And, of course, an extra special shout-out to Fletcher Cutting, who supports us in the Space Commander tier. You're the best. You are the best. And, again, as we mentioned in the Skitverse version of Walton James, <laughs> um, Palms Off Gaming sponsor this podcast. And these guys create amazing uh, gaming accessories like deck boxes and sleeves. Specifically, I want to shout out their new Blackout sleeves. Mm. These are their tournament-ready sleeves. Um, and they give you guys a whopping 10% discount on your purchase when you go to palmsoffgaming.com.au slash Hashtag get commanded. You'll get 10% off your whole purchase. Um, and you, yeah, support the show while you're doing it is one mm. of the reasons why we love to shout this out. We get a little bit of a commission from that. So if you want to support the show and get good stuff from Palms Off, go to palmsoffgaming.com.au forward slash hashtag get commanded. 100%. Well, that's about all of the magic that I think we need to talk about this week. But we should planes walk out of magic mm, and back into to some, earth back to earth yeah <laughs> get out of space put the pistols away uh, I think it's your your turn to play talk. Yeah, it? I'm gonna do TV and movies again okay. because I feel like that's pretty much all of our planes talks <laughs> at this point. I mean, it's most of our life when we're not playing magic, thinking about magic, writing about magic, or working. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, I just recently watched Staged um, by David Tennant and Michael Sheen. Oh yeah. Um, it's I think it's partly written by them, but it was written by a, I'm not. Sh- it's so hard to know with this show. Basically, the show is set. In lockdown. Okay. Um, so they did the first season in lockdown and it's recorded basically via webcams right. and like FaceTime and like Skype calls. I think it's a really interesting way to shoot like for, for a camera crew to like think about how those shots look together and next to each other. Definitely. But the show is really meta, almost like the same way our skit verse is kind of meta to us. Right. Their skit world is them trying to make a television show in lockdown, Mm. but you're watching them in a show, make a show about (laughs) being in lockdown. Right. Show about a show about a show about a show kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then like in the later seasons, obviously season three was the last one and I found it so poignant there's a scene right at the end where they try and do like lockdowns over covid's done now Mm -hmm. so it's great because you get to see better composed shots they do like a more documentary style slant on the third season um but in the last episode the because staged was so popular um on at christmas the bbc want them to do a christmas carol but in the style of staged so like shoot it via doing like a facetime skype call thing cool but it all goes wrong inevitably david and michael go at each other's throats that's the whole stick but there's this beautiful scene at the end where it ends and david and michael are really saddened by the fact that they don't get to do this staged thing anymore Ah. and part of the reason why i wanted to planeswalk here is because when i was watching that scene it's very very beautiful like the show of the 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 christmas carol ends and Mm -hmm. they go they go off the air but then you know you see all the extras come in and all the stage hands undress the set and david and michael are just sat in front of their laptops just looking at each other while people are like taking down the set around them. Mm. There's some solemn piano going on in the background. Part of the reason why I wanted to Planeswalk here, it's kind of fitting that we get to do it on an episode where we debate each other, (laughs) is I love what we do on this podcast. And when I was watching David and Michael get sad over the fact that their journey together on that show was ending, 
I got really, really hyped because I feel like our journey of this Get Commanded podcast is really starting. Yeah. Like we've done this for now for a year and we're now working much more closely with our sponsors. Yeah. We're working with good games. You know, there's things that are happening in our careers, I guess, our content creator careers that Mm. are really going to kick off well. And as a message to future 2024, James and Walt. (laughs) I, I'm really excited. Yeah. I really, really look forward to working with you. But yeah, staged. Go watch it. It's hilarious. David Tennant, Michael Sheen. Yeah. Oh, it sounds great. Those two are amazing. And yeah, I, I agree. I'm having a, bl- a blast making this. And it's such a pleasure that all of you enjoy what we do, honestly. Like, mm. I know that you probably hear this from your your content creators all the time. But when some one of you comes up to us somewhere in a game store or messages us on Discord or just any interaction where you're sort of like, hey, I listened to this episode. Here's what I thought. I really liked this bit like that means the world to us and yeah. that's that's why we do what we do it, it's it's so fun to make and it's made so much more fun by all of you I think we've shouted him out on this podcast already but shout out to Benjamin um, from the Games Den uh, in Leamington Spa in the UK shout <laughs> halfway out. across the world yeah shout out your LGS um, yeah I'm actually when I go to England next month I'm flying out this Thursday at time of recording I'll already be there when this comes out timey-wimey um, <laughs> But I will be going to a game store that I wouldn't have otherwise known. And there's people that listen to our podcast in that game store. That is just so incredibly humbling. And Ben sent me a deck list uh, literally last night on Discord. And I looked and it has all the tags that we talk uh, about. Tagging removal things. card draws. He, he even sent me a message that made me laugh so hard. He was like, oh, I really want to kind of follow Sam Black's philosophy a little bit more and bring <laughs> down my curve. And I was like, Walt would kiss you right now if you were in the room. Um, I just think it's, it's really cool. And just watching David Tennant and Michael Sheen's relationship in that show, I was like, yeah. oh, that's Walt and me. That's yeah. great. Oh, that's great. Well, I reckon that's all we have time for. So we'll see you next Friday for another transmission from the Space Commanders. Goodbye, Commander players. Bye.